This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grant Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's Playground. If you're ready to write the next chapter of your life and love the outdoors, Northwest Technical College might be the perfect fit. Northwest Technical College in Bemidji has state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths in the heart of the Northwoods. Automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology. We're surrounded by more than 400 lakes and acres and acres of forests. You can be fishing, you can be hunting, and you can be plotting the course of your life all at the same place. The shortest path to your dream job begins at Northwest Technical College, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. Hey, coming up today, it's Travis Peterson. He talks bass. He talks walleye. He talks some really hot new lures he loves, and he endures the fast five. It's all coming up. I'll turn the lake into a big old ass. I never use this for 20-pound tears. If you're fishing with me, you're fishing with the best. And if you're not, who is there? I'll soon you're going to be. I catch more fishes than the seagull birds. If you all ain't fishing, you're a bunch of nerds. Because the fishes all tremble at the sight of me. Because I'm fishing. Bob yeah. Country. Country. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Bathe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. I'm Bruce Bean, and this is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Well, we're checking in with Travis Peterson, who, uh, in addition to being a competitive angler in his own right and loves fishing, uh, was a proud papa about, what was it, three, four weeks ago now, watching Jason, your nephew, Charlie, get up there and, and win the uh, Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic. I haven't had a chance to talk to you since that, but as a dad, that's got to make you feel pretty good. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, actually pretty emotional for from for me and, you know, my brother Craig and my dad. We've been, we've been doing it a long time, and these guys... Uh, well, they've been fishing a lot, and and uh, they fish actually more often than we do. But um, kind of, uh, and we're very competitive on the bass side. Uh, just kind of jumped into the walleye competition uh, last summer when they were able to get into the night tournament, and and uh, did very well last year. But then this year, uh, really, really put it together and and were able to win. So it was pretty pretty cool. Um, Dad and I have won the have won the event before several many years ago now. Um, and then Craig's done really well fishing with my, my cousin, Dan Rude, but, uh, we were, we were happier to see them win than, than, you know, if we were to win, it was, it was awesome. They, they really, uh, really did, a. they're very prepared and we, we knew they had a good chance just with how well they were doing during the week leading up to the tournament. And we actually pre-fished with Jace, um, couple days during the week and uh i think charlie was working but jace had some time and he was really dialed in and and uh they were pretty confident and and we were pretty confident in them as well (laughs) yeah well you and duane won the tournament in the past i think you're runner-up uh fairly recently 
And on top of that, I mean, there's been a number of what we'd call multi-generational teams, father-son teams uh, that have that have won the tournament. But I think this might be the first time when there was a one generation that won it and then another generation, a whole different team of the next generation that won it. I think that might be the first time. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. I know um, there are some you know families that, that are really good at fishing around this Bemidji area, and, yeah. and a lot of them are competitive, and a lot of them are very competitive on Lake Bemidji. Uh, you know, Lake Bemidji is a great, great walleye lake, and and uh, a lot of them spend a lot of time out there. We we spend most of our time, you know, on Bemidji, and really May and June leading up to that tournament, and then we we really spread out and fish a lot of different lakes after that. But and and because of the you know because of the event, we're we're trying to figure things out. But uh, yeah, I think you're right. Um, dad and i won i think in 2008 and and we've been second twice we've been third we've been uh you know a few other scattered scattered top 10 finishes maybe but it's hard it's a really tough tournament to win there's so many good teams and i think uh what was this the 21st year i think there's only been one or two repeat teams i think uh i think maybe two teams have have won it twice so yeah. i think that kind of indicates the you know the quality of anglers in the area and uh and how difficult it is to actually you know come out at, on the top spot it is it is there's so many good anglers that's what makes it uh, so fun to hang around and, and see what happens there but since then i'm guessing for the peterson clan it's been pretty much bass yeah mostly <laughs> um you know we fish walleyes a little bit but uh you know we had we had some I guess a few days after the tournament, I know Jason, Charlie, they had, uh, some people that were interested in, you know, friends interested in what they were doing. And, and, uh, they actually hit the water again a couple of times with, uh, some media actually. And, um, and some friends that really, and we try to share information with people and we want to teach people. And I know Jace, Jace jumped in the boat with a friend of ours that, uh, you know, really wanted him to jump in his boat and show him, what he knows as far as electronics and and uh these younger guys are are you know really the the learning curve is much faster for these young minds as far as electronics goes these days and um that's a there's actually uh you know a niche for for these guys to teach the older guys how to use the electronics um where i i learn every day from you know jace and and uh my father-in-law was just in town came from north dakota for the fourth and and spent a couple days on the water with us and brought his brought his electronics with him didn't bring his boat brought his electronics so that jace could give him a little seminar and tweak his settings on his electronics you know while he's here and he can take that back to to the missouri river and apply it there and you know he learned more probably in one hour just uh <laughs> working with jace then you know trying to figure it out on his own or um so yeah we did spend a little time walleye fishing after that and we did a little uh walleye fishing just the last couple of days over the fourth because we had family in town and we wanted to have a fish fry so we did fish uh, some walleyes but otherwise it has been bass and we've been fishing a, a lot of bass well we'll get to the bass in a moment but where were you finding the walleyes this weekend you know we found the walleye still quite shallow um you know the weed growth is still still behind uh you know it's going to be behind um we just have a had a late late spring and um the water temperatures have not gone through the roof yet so we're finding 
find that there's still fish to be caught, walleyes to be caught, you know, in, in a lot of our lakes in six to eight feet of water still, six to ten feet of water. Um, there's certainly fish that have moved out, you know, and, and they're catching them, you know, more on the breaks. But uh, we caught all of our fish this weekend up on flats and and really looking for the best weeds that we could find. You know, the weeds aren't great, but it actually kind of makes it easier to find the fish because there's less, there's fewer dense patches of weeds, and we're really looking for for those patches of weeds. And we use electronics, and and when we find them, then we slow down and and work those over, you know, with a jig and minnow still. And and that's how that's how we caught our fish, and we were able to catch uh, fish for uh, you know enough for a fish fry to feed uh, a lot of people this weekend. So, well, what I would think, you know, just because um, we haven't had a hot summer, we had two really hot days. Other than that, it's actually been cooler than usual. Um, that, uh, you know, that dog day thing, that's not kicking in for a while yet, I wouldn't think. Right. No, I think we've still got, uh, I mean, the temperature this weekend was just nice. That humidity went away, and I think it feels like it's coming back now today. <laughs> but, uh, but it definitely uh, has extended that shallow bite and that jig bite, and I, I think you can catch, you know, those some of those fish throughout the entire summer. There's a there's a population of fish that are just going to stay in in those patches, especially if we get some good some good weed growth. You know, if if you're on a lake that doesn't have the weed growth, um, then they are going to slide out into the deeper deeper water where there's that light penetration. You know, doesn't doesn't get down to them, um, and that's you know. So it's a it's a lake by lake basis, but a lot of our lakes are are very similar, and we. Uh, we fish shallow as long as we can, you know, and we always start shallow. And yeah, if we're not sure, you know, we don't have a clue, um, you know, on a certain day and we visit a lake, we're going to start shallow and, and work our way deeper if we, you know, if we need to. So, um, yeah, there's still a, there's still a lot of fish shallow. And I know that there's still a, you know, there's a crankbait bite going in the evenings and into the, you know, after dark um, on some of our lakes. And uh, that's all shallow, ten feet and less. Um, so we haven't even we haven't fished deeper than twelve feet yet this season. So, you know, I was just talking to Tom Whitehead, and he was just raving about uh, catching weed walleyes using the new uh, Northland um, uh, fireballs with the titanium guard. Uh, have you have yeah. you tried those yet? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. We've been using those since uh, since opener and. They do really shine in the, you know, when you get some 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 of those thicker patches of vegetation and, and keep your uh, bait clean. Um, it just deflects through the, you know, through the cabbage weeds and, and coontail better than if you have an exposed hook and and that uh, weed guard has memory, so it it maintains its shape. It doesn't get bent and out of place. Um, and that's the beauty of the of the titanium. It just and uh, it is flexible, so that when you get a bite. You know, it doesn't impede your hook set, but it's it's strong enough to deflect the weeds, and it actually kind of holds your minnow on there a little better too than than if you don't have it. So we've that's kind of like an added uh, little feature that we kind of realized after the jig was designed um, that it that'll hold your minnow on there a little longer as well. So you know, we've been using those exclusively when we're fishing shallow. Travis Peterson's two favorite subjects are bass and basketball, and since this isn't high noon. Guess which topic we're going with next. Hi, this is Chuck Haffey on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, doing my part to keep Kev Jackson employed for another year.
The third annual Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament is coming July 23rd and 24th. You can fish any lake in Beltrami, Hubbard, or Clearwater County. Sam won the Krause Anderson Legacy Award last year and earned a lifetime fishing license. Sam, what lake were you and Dick on? No comment. Of course not. Anyway, it's $200 per two-person team, and you can choose the walleye division or bass division. Sam, you won with the bass division. What did you use to catch them? Definitely no comment. Okay. Anyway, first prize is a guaranteed $3,000 per division, and you can also earn $500 for the Northwoods Bait Big Walleye or the Kagan Cork Big Bass. Details available at uwfishingbemidji.com or register and pay on the Fish Donkey app. No rules meeting or wrap-up ceremony. You just register and fish where you are. Hey, Sam, where are you? No comment. Oh, come on! Sam, is there anything you'd like to say besides no comment? The Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament is also sponsored by First National Bank Bemidji, Hills Plumbing and Heating, and Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Would you like to be interviewed for the show? No comment. Fine. If you're fascinated by what you're hearing today, Bemidji State University might be the place for you when it comes to college. They're located amid the lakes and forests of the Northwoods, and it's the only place in Minnesota where you can earn a four-year degree in aquatic biology. It's a state-of-the-art program on the shores of Lake Bemidji, giving you high-tech lakeside facilities and ample opportunity for research and a hands-on education. You can choose fisheries biology, aquatic systems, or wetlands ecology. An aquatic biology education at Minnesota's premier Northwoods University. It's the right fit for you. Visit BemidjiState.edu. This is Dick Beardsley, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Travis Peterson, my guest today, and Travis... Well, I'm sure you'd love to talk a little bass, so, so let's do- dive into that. How has bass bite been this year? It's been good. Um, you know, we, we live in such a rich area for bass fishing, and, and it doesn't get it doesn't get the pressure that the walleyes do, or even the you know some of the the panfish. And we've uh, visited a lot of lakes, and and uh, it seems like the fishing has has been good on. And almost all of them, we you know, now and then we'll visit a lake and, you know, you, it's kind of slow. Um, and the beauty of our area is you can pull out and be on a different lake in, you know, in 20 minutes, you know, a lot of times. Um, so we, we'll do that. Um, but it's been good, and we're finding uh, the, the bass have spread out. You know, everything's post-spawn now, and the, the fish are everywhere. Um, <laughs> we're still catching fish shallow where there is good shallow vegetation. And, and our shallow vegetation... Uh, was way behind this year as well um even even though you know it emerges in those shallows and those dark bottom bays it was still way behind and the fish this year um spawned and and the the vegetation in a lot of lakes wasn't there yet to really hold them when they're done spawning in that shallow water if there's vegetation they'll stay um and but if there's not then a lot of times they'll they'll drop off into the flats and, and out to the edge again to get away from the the bright sunlight and uh they just have to go deeper because they don't have the the overhead cover so our our lily pads were behind our wild rice was behind our bulrushes were behind and that has scattered the fish i think uh you know once they got done spawning they a lot of them headed for the for the deeper deeper water so we've been fishing both in the you know in the areas where we can find you know, a, a bay that's got a, um, some some lily pads that have developed. We're catching fish there um, almost 100% with topwater frogs. Um, and the new Northland reed runner frog is, is uh, just came out this spring. And um, frog fishing has been one of our favorite ways to catch largemouth yeah. probably since 
you know, we're, since I was a kid, um, it's just so fun. It's just everybody likes a, a topwater bite, but this allows you to fish a topwater bait in the junk. We call it the slop. You know, there's that mix of vegetation that creates a jungle and a, actually a mat on the surface, and it's it's typically your lily pads and your wild rice that grows. And when, you know, wild rice gets to the surface, then it tips over and, you know, lays on the surface until later in the summer when it'll actually stand up out of the water. Um, and it's just, it's just a fun, fun way to fish. You can cover a lot of that shallow water in a hurry and, and they just, uh, they just explode up on it. It's, it's, uh, the characteristic of hollow bodied frogs that sets it apart, sets them apart is the fact that they float and you can pause your lure and it'll sit there unlike other lures when you pause them they they sink into the vegetation um and when you sometimes we get you know bass to show themselves they'll they'll maybe take a swipe at the frog and not get it so now you can slow down and you can pause it twitch it pause it twitch it and they'll find it again and that's that's the exciting part is teasing them into biting and then they explode on it again and you you hook up with them so that's the way we fish, you know, almost exclusively when we're in the what we call the slop, you know, the shallow, dense vegetation that is forms a mat. And then if we get into the more vertical, um, emergent vegetation like your bulrushes and your cattails and your cane, then we'll throw, you know, we'll pitch uh, a jig like a jungle jig with a plastic trailer on it that will penetrate you know through it and down and we want to now we want to get down into the water um and drop into those those types of vegetation so that's how we fish shallow but the deep bite has been really good um you know the the fish a lot of the fish have moved out because we didn't have real fast weed growth shallow and uh the weed lines right now you know that have any any cabbage and and coontail and i'm talking out in nine to 15 16 17 18 feet of water um, on our clear lakes those that's where the bass and and even the panfish have moved out to and bass and panfish can hang out the same same areas um and we're catching a lot of those fish you know on either a crankbait you know we'll go fast down the fish faster you know until we find fish and a lot of times then we're using uh, a crankbait um like a diving B1, Bagley's diving B1 is, is our favorite crankbait for, you know, finding fish. And, uh, once we find them and catch a few, then we'll slow down with something like a, a worm, a plastic worm on a jig. And, uh, that's a numbers thing. You can catch a lot of, a lot of fish. Um, bass are schooling fish. And once you find them, you can usually, you can usually extract, you know, a half a dozen, a dozen out of a patch of cabbage weeds, um, there's a reason that they're there and it's, it's the greens, you know, they like the salad. So that's, that's what we're looking for. And it's kind of funny. It's, we talk walleyes and we talk bass and a lot of it is overlaps, you know, sure. um, they, they both like the vegetation. Uh, some of the lakes obviously have stronger populations of walleyes. So that's where we do that. But, but most of our lakes have bass and we really spread out as far as the bass fishing goes. Well, I mean, in, in some of it would be uh, tempered by the gas prices this year. But if you if you were adventuresome, uh, from opening till ice out, you could probably fish a different lake every single day if you were a bass angler and and catch bass on all of them. 
Absolutely, without a doubt. Just our county, you know, Beltrami County um, and the surrounding counties, you know, to the south of us and, and to the east of us are loaded yeah. lakes, and almost all of them have some population of bass. And uh, what's what's really nice is a lot of them are small lakes that have a lot of bass per acre. A lot of the lakes we're fishing, you know, we you know we dive into the Chippewa National Forest and fish different small lakes there, and and we go south towards Park Rapids, and um, we find a lot of lakes that we visit have virtually no other boats fishing on the lake. You know, at the same time, or maybe there's one other boat. You know, you pull into a a boat landing, there's one vehicle there, and and you fish. You know. Um, so those fish, you know, are, are not getting a lot of pressure and they're pretty, uh, pretty eager to to play the game, and and that's that's fun. It's amazing to me, Travis. I've done this show many years now, um, and you grew up in fishing, so you've you've seen the, how things play out. And I am amazed at at how much the fishing scene has changed around here. Not necessarily that the the, the fish have changed, but um, with social media and the advent of the college and then high school teams. I mean, it's like fifty-fifty uh, bass to walleye guys now. When I'm when I'm looking to people for people to interview, and it used to be you didn't find very many bass guys to talk to. No, it's definitely changed a lot, um, and and part of it is the promotion of the sport with the younger generation and the uh, the competitive side of it. Obviously, kids are competitive and they're they're getting into that. But there's, you know, when <laughs> you drive through town and in Bemidji and you're bound to see bass boats guys pulling bass boats through town. And like you said, you never saw that 10 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, and certainly I remember when the first bass boat showed up in Bemidji, like I'm talking 35 years ago, there was one and I can tell you who had it, you know, and then now there's these college kids, they have bass boats. <laughs> they're, they're, uh, Jason and Charlie are buddies with a lot of them. And there's, there's uh college, houses around Bemidji known as the, the bass house you know there's three guys living there they got three bass boats backed <laughs> up in the yard so it's definitely changed it's it's you're right it's not like it used to be and um we've always had a you know a younger faction of anglers around here I know that BSU has attracted a lot of uh kids based on just the fishing and and outdoor you know the hunting and fishing that we have in the area um when I was you know when I was a in college i I went to the University of North Dakota. I moved away from the lakes, and uh, it was kind of uh, catch-22. I mean, there was a lot of, and at that time, BSU was known as the place to go if you wanted to fish and hunt when you weren't at class, and I was moving away from it. But, uh, <laughs> a lot of people were coming here for that very reason. I mean, it's one of the best-selling points, I think, for you know for BSU is the resources that we have around here for people that, you know, that like the outdoors. And a lot of those kids at that time were, you know, bringing their fishing boats, but they were 16, 14-foot, 16-foot duck boats that the family had, and they were hauling them to college, and they were hunting ducks in the fall and, and fishing in the spring. And and uh, the landscape has changed a little bit, like you said. Um, and it's good to see. You know, I say we don't have pressure on our lakes. We definitely have more than we've ever had. But still, the bass side is we have there's so many lakes, they can't they can't pressure all of them. And, and uh, maybe that's why we we branch out even more than we than we used to. As some of the the lakes closer to town are definitely getting you know a little more pressure than they used to. We are talking bass fishing with Travis Peterson. We got a lot more to cover with Travis, including a fast five.
I'm Jason Durham, the smarter and better looking Jason, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. When planning your trip up north, plan to park your RV or camper at the spacious Grand Haven RV Campground in Bemidji. You'll be in the perfect area to ride ATV, fish, hunt, and hike. With free parking for your boats and trailers and located just off Highway 2 west of Bemidji, Grand Haven Campground is the center point for your next Northland adventure. Fish hundreds of surrounding lakes and cruising the miles and miles of the ATV trails northern Minnesota has to offer. Visit GrandHavenCampground.com and book your stay today. This is Mandy Year, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Travis Peterson is my guest. He's a great bass angler, loves bass angling. We were talking about the growing popularity of bass in Minnesota when we went to break. And as we were talking, a lot of it has to do with the growth of high school and college fishing teams and how Bemidji State University has always been a hub for potential college students who love fishing and hunting. Over the years, talking to Jeff Tesh and Brent Bolte, I mean, that's a huge selling point when they're recruiting for football. It's like, you like to fish? You like to hunt? It's right outside the door. As soon as practice is done, you know, you can just leave the football field and go fishing. Yeah, absolutely. No, that would be, uh, if I was coaching, I, that's, that'd be my number one selling point. And a lot of athletes like the outdoors too. So they're, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a, definitely a selling point. And, you know, I, I know that some people think that recruiting to BSU is tough because we're, you know, it's so cold up here in the winters, but, uh, it's, you know, there's some unique things that, um, that young people can come and experience even if they're from a different part of the country they can come here for a while and and experience something that they you know they haven't before and and might never again if they you know if they come to school here and leave but um yeah that's that's definitely we have we have a lot of resources and and uh, the people that want to use them they could like you said they could find something different to do every day uh whether it's fishing or hunting or you know, canoeing or kayaking, camping, um, lots of lots of opportunities for outdoor recreation. Well, I think one of the, the things that's really helpful to the whole Paul Bunyan country area, I mean, I'm talking the whole swath of central Minnesota lakes country, is that uh, Minnesota anglers are really smart, uh, I think, and they're, and they're really savvy and they really care. And so we've, we've always had a very progressive uh, catch-and-release ethic, you know, basically since I started doing the show, and I think that helps a lot. It surely does. And, you know, on the bass side, um, you know, you see these, these guys competing and, and fishing, and they're, they're really into it, and, and they're not keeping any fish, you know. Um, so we, you know, we've we fished uh, the lake that I live on, and, and you know which one that is. Mm-hmm. We've, you know, we've fished there quite a bit for bass and, and, uh, there's not, the size isn't great, but there's a lot of bass and, you know, we can go out and catch, you know, a number of bass in an evening. And we've, we've had fish over the years where we've caught them multiple times in a week. Wow. I know a couple summers ago, and, and you don't know how many times you're doing that. There has to be a distinct, you know, distinguishing feature of that fish that allows you to know that you caught it again. So an example is a few years ago, I think I was out around the 4th and, and had uh, some some relatives in the boat, and we caught a bass that had, you know, a deformity. I think part of its jaw was was missing its upper jaw or something. It had a very obvious deformity. And we were out the next evening, and we caught the same fish again. And a week later, they were gone, and I was out with someone else, and we caught the same fish again. So that's three times in a week. And, you know, that, obviously those, 
those fish are not going to be there if you take them home. But and uh, so we, you know, the bass fishermen aren't aren't uh, the, the, uh, these college guys that are they're catching a lot of fish, but they're leaving them in the lakes, and and we're catching them again and again and again, and it's it's pretty cool. And um, this weekend we, like I say, I needed to go fish walleyes for a little bit because we wanted to have a fish fry, and uh, so we spent you know a few hours um, on 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 that. Fishing walleyes, and and uh, I'll be back to bass fishing. Uh, my company left today, so I'll be back to bass fishing tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, if we're going out fishing this week, uh, where should we be? What should we bring with us? What should we be looking for? Sure. Well, right now uh, it depends on you know what you're looking for, but the, the the bite has moved deeper for the bass and the panfish in general. You know the numbers are on the weed line, and and there's still walleyes there, and and there's a lot of pike too mixed in and if you know people are just looking to catch fish i would i would stay in the seven to ten foot zone where you know there's there's a good uh there's a lot of biomass in that you know in that that range and you're going to catch something you know if you're fishing lake bemidji and you stay in that range you've got walleyes pike and perch they're all going to be in that in that zone there's going to be some in that zone if you get into some of our smaller lakes around the area there's going to be bluegills there's going to be rock bass. There's going to be crappies. There's going to be bass. There's going to be a few walleyes mixed in, and there's going to be pike. So that's you know that's where the the action is for the most part. Um, you know if you wanna if you wanna start looking for bigger walleyes and um, you know target those specifically, I probably wouldn't do that. I'd probably use my electronics and get out on the brakes just outside the weed lines and look at some of the structure that is sticking out further into the lake the points and the, you know, the offshore uh, humps, underwater islands, and I'd use my electronics and, and, and I'd look for them first. Um, if you've got, you know, if you've got the sophisticated electronics to do that and, and find, you know, find those fish, and then I'd probably drop a leech or a, you know, or a minnow down there um, and try to, you know, try to get them to entice them that way. But I would, you know, my my time's going to be spent casting at, at those uh shallows for for the bigger largemouth um with a frog and then i'm going to slide out and fish the like i said that seven to ten or twelve foot zone um again for bass and and whatever else bites but that's uh that's what i would do kev okay well listen are you ready for your first fast five Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I guess I, I need to. I have to be ready, right? <laughs> you do. You do. All right. Yeah, let's do it. What's up? Fast five. All right. Here we go. Question number one. The first two are easy. I already. I, I already know the answer to the first one for sure. But uh, question number one. What's your favorite fish to catch? Well, I'm going to say smallmouth bass. Um, I I love largemouth as well. Um, it's a it's really a toss up, but. I like the smallmouth, uh, I guess, partly because we don't have as many of those yet around here, and they're a little still a little unique. So I will go smallmouth, but largemouth would be really close second. Okay, so that's that's not at all shocking to me. Uh, question <laughs> number two. This one I'm not sure what the answer would be. What is your favorite fish to eat? Uh, walleye, without a doubt. Okay. It has to be like a 15 to 17-inch walleye. That's my favorite. <laughs> Very specific. Question number three. You need your memory banks for this one. What was the first fish you ever caught, and how old were you? Uh, first fish I caught that I can that I can recall. Boy, Jeff, I I don't know. I would I would guess it would probably be a 
I've seen pictures when I was really young with, you know, pike. I've caught, I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was panfish though, you know, just off the dock at the family cabin, there's probably panfish. Um, probably a, probably a bluegill. Your dad had a much clearer memory of his first fish than you did. <laughs> uh, I think you started a little earlier than you did. Right, right. I'm sure the first few I can't remember. <laughs> um, I can tell you, though, you know, as I got a little bit older as a kid, you know, specifically, uh, very vivid memories of where I caught certain fish, you know, like a, a big bass when I was, you know, 10 years old, or a, a pike that, you know, I was in a boat by myself with my brother and, you know, caught a big pike. I can, those are very, very vivid, you know, but a lot of times kids get fishing prior to the time that they actually have memory of, and that's good. That's a good thing. I think that's what gets them, you know, gets them into the sport. Okay. Question number four. We're, we're veering off the fishing trail now. Question number four. What's your favorite movie of all time? Favorite movie of all time would probably be... I'm going to go with Field of Dreams. See, I thought it would be something like that or Hoosiers. One of the, you know, one of those. Yeah, guys. yeah, those are that, that would have been right up there as well. And question number five: What was your favorite subject in school? Favorite subject in school was definitely science. <laughs> Is that a subject? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to be an accredited You're teacher, right. so it's a subject. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you let me count that, it was definitely science. <laughs> That'll come. Fair enough. All right. Well, Travis, thanks for your time today. It's always great having you on the show. Really appreciate it. And when you get out there bass fishing tomorrow, have a good time. Sounds good, Kevin. Thank you. That's it for me. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for taking the time today. And don't forget, if it's ever difficult for you to listen to the show, you can always subscribe to the podcast at Podcast One or on the PodMN app. Or just go to our website, kbunsportsradio.com or kb101fm.com. Choose Podcasts. Choose Paul Bunyan Country, and you can listen at your leisure. This has been the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grand Haven Campground. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. And don't forget, you can listen to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country on KB101 FM and KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 weekdays, as well as Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Saturday mornings on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5, B93.3 in Brainerd Baxter, and Kick FM in Alexandria. <laughs>